So, first guest on this podcast, my guy Jamal, Renaissance man, if you will. Man does does everything. Jack of all trades, master of none. Is that how it goes? Or master of all. Hey. I try. I, I, hey. being, being a master of none never really sat well with me. It was always it was always taught that we had to over-index in the excellence department. So anything I set out to do, I try to do well. Hey, it's working. It's working, man. It's a, it's a couple yeah. things, man. Just I, I've never actually... I've, I've never asked you, never got the chance to, to ask you. Uh, I believe I've known you, what, like a year and a half? Met you at like five years. Yeah. Playing spades. Yeah. You know, you got the you got the best Certainly of me. A master a co- of spades. Got, got the best a master of, of spades. Got the, got the best of me a couple of times, you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I think uh, the, the most recent scorecard would, would say I, I'm the I'm ahead, but. Uh, it wouldn't. But it's nice to believe that whatever narrative we need to position. No, no. I mean, we can we can always. I mean, I don't know if we can check the the records now, but somewhere in the, in the archives, in the archives, is it somewhere I, on I Instagram? I'm absolutely down to fact check that. I am to the task to <laughs> to keep make sure my record is upstanding. Hey, in, the, a, in the archives career, on at minimum 800 player on spades. In the, in the archives on Instagram, record, I've taken way more wins than losses. See, since COVID though, you've been on you've been on the the, the digital side of space. I have, I have. Just just keep the sword sharp. See, I, I'm not even I'm not even gonna try and you know di- digital space is a whole different kind of. I don't factor that in. I'm, I'm purely these are all in person wins when I talk about my win percentage. <laughs> I'm telling you, right, that's just me getting in the dojo. I just, just, I just want the record to show when COVID is over. I'm set it up. I, <laughs> make, make sure there's a table. You know me. It ain't even got to be a table. When COVID hey, is I'll over, I'm, I'm on your ass. <laughs> Look, you, you say the word, and I will be there. I'll let you pick a partner. We can go pure white that can't jump. I'll let you pick anybody in the park, and we're running you out. Okay. Okay. You get Mario. That's what I do. Next subject. <laughs> you get, you, you, yeah, yeah, you get Mario then. Yeah, Next subject. <laughs> but uh, man, so one one thing I definitely want to ask, bro, is uh, you do a lot. Um, first off, how'd you get involved in music? Like, like, just period. Man, um, I. I've always loved music. Uh, I've, I've always had music has always been a part of my life. My my uh, my grandfather, uh, growing up, he was a jazz musician. Oh shit! Um, taught, so I learned just like music was always around, um, and was taught like so. My cousins and I we would do you know the requisite performance in front of company when we had sleepovers and whatnot. Um, he. I learned how to play clarinet from. Oh shit! This is what I'm yeah. talking about, bro. Like this is this is mad interesting. Hold on, so you know, um, so you can can you still play clarinet? Uh, I, I mean, I have the basics of it down. I, I doubt I could put together much. Do you have more a clarinet in your crib? <laughs> I don't have a clarinet in my crib. I was no. about to say no. that would be wild if you had, uh, if you actually had a clarinet. <laughs> like that. Was... No, so I, I, I've taken. I've always taken to, to musical instruments. Um, just being around them, like seeing them in their basement. My sister, who's 13 years older than me, loved music, loves music. Um, 
And so there were always records around. So even before, like, I Would Love Music would be just surrounded by it. My mother big on music, um, but I would try DJing and scratched up a good number of my sister and my mother's records. Got yelled at to no small end. Um, so there's always, always been a fascination around music and learning. I uh, picked up uh, clarinet with my grandfather uh, just purely as a matter of recreation. Um, so learned, I did all the requisite like learning the recorder and school and doing all that. But like the clarinet was my first extracurricular instrument. And that was probably in third grade when I picked that up. Um, so played throughout elementary school, got to middle school, into high school and switched from clarinet to trombone uh, for no other reason other than like the the first seat that was available in band, like our school was a big band school, uh, very big nerd, like music, like nerd is, is a uh, very big music theater school. Uh, so music and the arts. And so the band was a competitive one and I didn't want to go for just the junior band. I wanted to go, like I was outright, I was trying to go straight to the league. The role, the, the role of position in band was second trombone. That was the seat that was up for grabs. Um, he's going, the he's other going trombone for, players who graduated out. He's going for HBCU Gold. That's that's what your, your one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I was I was trying to dive in. Uh, so I started learning trombone uh, for no other reason than that was the position that was available. Uh, so I picked up trombone in seventh grade, made band. Like just have always had kind of a natural take uh to to music um did some like know the mechanics around playing a flute uh just because my mom randomly had a flute in the crib when i was growing up uh so always been music's always been like whether it's like just hammering out melodies on the piano playing around just singing uh rapping growing up like all, all of that music's always been uh a part of my life and there's always been a curiosity and a passion around it because like the 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 reason why this is super fascinating um, is is the fact that like you're a VP now at a, at a label, and like what what was that like what what was that transition like from like playing instruments to you know I want to be involved in like the music game from an executive side. I knew I loved music, uh, and I knew that maybe music didn't love my skill set. Uh, so I'm in college, I'm rapping, like I'm like, we're doing all the things like putting together projects, uh, put out a oh, project whoa, whoa, whoa. on. You were a rapper. Oh, 100%. I was nice with it too. 100%. After, no, this no, is no, over, I, I need, need a, I need a verse. <laughs> when this is over, I need a nah, verse. <laughs> I, I am a, I am a freestyle champion. Like there was, there was a time when I was in college and grad school where a lot of my money was made from freestyle competitions and battles and shit. Um, shit. So just like New York, just like New York underground stuff, like, you know, you make an additional, like you enter a competition, make, make an additional $400. So you, so yeah. basically what you're saying, you're the real life Dos, uh, Dos Equis man. 100, uh, you know, more or less. Okay. I'm, I'm the rap Dos Equis man. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it just kind of, it felt like a natural, like grew up, like, Obviously, love and rap. Uh, got with a crew when we were in high school. Started recording. Had some NR interest. Did shows throughout New York. Um, you know that didn't work for all the reasons that those kinds of things never work out. Um, everybody's still good friends. Everybody's doing wonderfully in life. Uh, just you know, it's just it's not for everybody. Yeah, and it wasn't for us. Um, 
But yeah, so we, who's the, we who's the weak link? That. Come on, be honest. Who's the, who's the weak link? Um, you know, it wasn't a weak link. It was one wildly successful link. Mm. Our producer just blew the fuck up as a pop producer. Oh, and like so, we just like we didn't have any more. We had he was like our producer and our band leader. So that was yeah, it. It yeah. was just like all right, well, fuck it, that's it. Um, yeah. And then just so, like uh, verse for hire, ghostwriting shit. Just first, the kinda, Fat Boys break up. Hey, and we were we were next. <laughs> um, yeah, just just like did you know all the all the requisite pieces that, that rappers do, uh, you know, ghostwriting, verse for hire, like occasionally here and there, would do the competitions in the underground, and at a point realized that it wasn't for me. Um, just didn't I just didn't care to play the game, and it didn't have like skills. I wasn't that so I was was nice. I wasn't so uniquely attuned. I didn't have it plain and simple, uh, but did understand business. I've always had. Um, I've always had a, a level of book smart about myself, so the business acumen kind of naturally folded in. Um, and so I'm at open mics. I'm doing. I'm like every week, a weekly freestyle thing, just for just for fun, just because like that. That's who I am. Like I'm. I'm pride myself on my humor and my wit. And so like that quick thinking and just like doing that and my love for music and melody made it like freestyle was I took to that shit like a fish to water so I was just always I was doing those and met artists I would advise just like give some insight on what was going on um yeah and just kind of just was in it like that towards the tail end of that uh I ended up getting a job at Def Jam as a uh, digital media consultant mm. uh and this was 2005 um I, I a friend was- brought me in I was just starting high school. Were you just, well, there we go. <laughs> I, just I, I was a year removed from grad school. Um, but yeah, so in, in 2005, went and uh, got a job at Def Jam. Uh, my best friend was over there in New Media. He brought me in. He knew that, like, as I'm talking to these artists and, like, dealing with them, I'm helping them with MySpace pages. I'd, like, I'd thrown myself into design. So I knew Photoshop. I knew how to code and do all, like, the push the top nav and a MySpace page down or put a music player up there and, like, to put an e-com space in there. Like, this is all shit that I was doing. So I started working with indie artists. So in addition to, like, the freestyle money, I'm also now getting, like, I'm getting checks from digital design like from web design essentially going on? Uh, from some small businesses and from artists now and naturally folded into that were conversations around just like best practices with what they were doing career-wise what was happening management-wise and it was just it just kind of laddered into uh me being a digital media of, I was a digital media consultant and didn't realize and a new media consultant and didn't realize it uh and he asked if I'd be willing to come on board and do what I was doing for major label artists and you know fuck you gonna tell I'm, I'm hustling and you gonna throw a few bands a month at me to do what oh, I'm yeah, doing anyway a, that's and I can do my shit yeah that, that's you know that's a, that's a no brainer um, so I went in house at Def Jam and just started working my way through you know I was in I was in new media got offered a position uh, in A&R Research and Promotion. It was an offshoot of promotion. Uh, and it was because I knew technology and I knew music. I was tasked with uh, helping to identify those artists who were worth signing before they became a larger conversation. Uh, so you take someone with a regional hit like Jeremiah with Birthday Sex 
and it's identifying what's happening with him online, kind of what the indicators are before social became such a wide open playing field. Uh, what are the MySpace plays like? What's he doing? Like, what is the airplay correlation? And feeding that information to A&R, and it led to him getting signed. Uh, and that happened for a few other artists. Uh, so I did A&R research and promotion. Eventually was my, I was at Def Jam for five years. And in that five years, I'm blessed and grateful that it was a series of upstreams. So I started out as a long-term temp, as a new media consultant, was drafted up to do, to be a manager of A&R research and promotion. And from there, I was drafted up. Uh, to be a team marketing lead uh, and oversee a project, uh, oversee a vertical called Teen Island, uh, which was essentially finding ways to blend online marketing and terrestrial marketing to speak to our younger crop of artists uh, because the Island Def Jam crop tend to skew a a little bit uh, more mature. Uh, And in that crop was Justin Bieber, who, you know, Obviously, a, a runaway superstar. I feel like a lot of uh, people don't, cor- don't know that Justin Bieber is a Def Jam artist. He was Island, so it was yeah. Island Def Jam. But yeah, he was. He was. But yeah, no, it's not. I mean, because he's he's Bieber. Like you know, you look at artists now, and he's like the white orange. You pay attention to the he's like the white orange juice. One hundred percent. We have to do the duet. They have to do the duet when they when they roll out the seventy fifth anniversary of that song. One hundred percent. When they do the fiftieth anniversary. Um, so yeah, Justin was a cornerstone of that. So I was I oversaw Teen Island uh, until I left and went to go be general manager for Nick Cannon. Did that for five years. Uh, was did some television production. Did a lot of music work did a lot of brand work uh did that for five years and then was just a little bit burned out so went indie and did some consulting uh for like a year and a half two years then went back in house at a label and left that label after just about a year went and launched an agency that was an artist-led creative agency so i was their head of revenue uh and Mm -hmm. programming and Went there, uh, worked with artists, like just, it was brand agnostic, so there was no limit to who we could work with. Uh, So worked with Kuko, Claro, Chance the Rapper, uh, Tommy Genesis, uh, Santi Gold. You have a favorite artist that you work with? A favorite artist? I don't have a favorite that I've worked with. Um, I have personal favorite, like I'm a Jay-Z fan through and through. So getting to work at Jay-Z Project was fucking amazing, you know even just being like down the line on it, getting to work, uh, graduation for Kanye was amazing. Uh, absolutely loved working Nas and Jeezy projects. Mm. I'm a music guy. So, so I tend to be a fan of everything. The biggest, the biggest like fan out moment that I probably had was I was at E1 as their head of urban digital and we were doing a, a Wu-Tang album. Um, and it was like, it was Wu-Tang, but it was like with Redman added into the fold mm. on some tracks. And RZA comes in for a meeting and we're talking through the planning. And I was like, yeah, this is how I see this working. Here's what, like, here's where our plans of attack are. Here's what we can do. Here's, you know, something. And we were doing brand extensions around our Basel. And he looks at me and then looks at the president and says, I see why I got him. This dude's a scientist. And there's just something like, 
rap nerd about me yeah. that fell in love with the idea of RZA calling me a scientist. You know what I'm saying? Like I, being able I, I to connect do, with them on that level. I do want to just say this. Now it makes sense as to why you chose RZA over Premier in the verses. Because now, now I see Guilty. it. I it play was, favorites. It was I some, play favorites. It, it, it was clearly some bias there. See, now I, I understand. Now I get it. Because I'm like, what? it's no way <laughs> you telling me I, Premier lost. But now I get it. So it's cool. I, I mean, that's just, that's just my basic music, basis of musicality. But we can, we can debate that, too. I'm, I'm as good in music as I am in spades. I will say that. There, there's still no way that Premier lost, but it's all good. It's all good. I'll, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Um, but each artist presents, you know, they, they present moments where it's it's surreal and it's a lot of fun to be working with them because for all the bad rap that is possible to give an artist at the very core, they are humans with a very distinct gift that have been elevated to a stage where it's incumbent upon them to share that gift. Mm. Uh, and it's, you know, that's not a fault, you know, and they, I think that they don't necessarily need to be coddled, but there is a level of understanding that should be due them so that they can, they are given room to still be human and still uh, exist and operate in a fashion that feels as though there's some, some level of humanity around it. And it's not like a like a burden to them. Like their 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 art form isn't a burden to them. Right. They're sharing their gift. You know what I mean. And if they're entrusting you to put a certain amount of strength behind that, you know, it's you can work someplace else. Have you have you or, had like a, a disappointing moment where it was just like, I think I want to get out of this. Uh Yeah, I'd, I'd say probably in uh, in 2015, um, the, the time where I uh, was relieved of my duties with, with Nick, that was my kind of my step back and burnout moment just because it came unceremoniously uh, and completely off guard and still, you know, the reason was never quite there. Uh, and I realized that I poured the first 10 years of my career into two stops, mm. you know, like I'd given a decade to, to two stops. So I'd, I'd granted permanence to spaces that didn't necessarily hold me as a Def Jam, who knows, I, I, had I stuck around, might've still been there to this day. Um, but to be relieved of duties in a way that wasn't due to my own volition was humbling. And so 2015, I kind of had that and then went like I did. I went and did other shit that felt like it was more fulfilling um, or, or, you know, at least was away from entertainment. So it felt like it was a departure from kind of the vapid spaces that I'd felt that I'd been in, you know, certainly not not how I felt, but through that lens at the moment. So I went and I was consulting for small businesses and for one small business for an ice cream shop on the Lower East Side, which still remains close to this day. Uh, Mikey likes it. And uh, a children's hospital in Bayside, Queens, St. Mary's Children's Hospital. Um, and so I felt like I, on both of those fronts, I was doing community work and I was doing work for a specifically affected uh, demographic. And these were families that couldn't afford health care. So they, they weren't being charged for the health care, but with children who had um, 
advanced disease and costly uh, costly illnesses. And this was a hospital that relied on public funding and wasn't privately held. So um, it was a lot of donations. So helping them with some of their financial hiccups and using what I knew of branding, using what I had of corporate relationships to really help to fortify them. That was work that mattered. And that was my reset. And it made me realize that all work didn't have to be, because I, I, early in my career, it was about the prestige. I, I went to you know Def Jam, aside from being a label that I loved, there's an understanding of the level of artists that you're involved with. And there's a magic around being involved with Rihanna records. You know what I mean? Like there's just like being behind a Bon Jovi web store launch, you know, like you're to have to be on the front lines or to at least be in the number for that. It's remarkable. Uh, Then leaving Def Jam and going to Nick, it was about how do I make sure that my name is firmly affixed where the prestige is being spoken of. So they say general, and you see me, even if I'm eating shit on the salary or whatever, like if I'm paying to be there, if nothing else, you see that I'm general manager. So there's that prestige that goes with it. Uh, so that was the next step. And it wasn't it wasn't about the ability to, to create, the ability to contribute, the ability to do to create opportunities for others. It was very much about, okay, I got 30 under 30. I'm in, um, I have this level of prestige. I'm on a TV show. Like here are all the touch points that I felt like I needed and never necessarily looking truly at what the work was bringing to me and how that informed what I was bringing to it. So after that time, the, the space before I decided to go back or was presented with the opportunity to go back in house was very much about doing work that felt like it was more personally and spiritually fulfilling. Uh, you, you also represent influencers, right? Uh, I represent talents. Um, if they are influential, all the better. Uh, but I, re- I represent talents across uh, a few different verticals, uh, media, media talents and some, some brand what, what, spokespeople. What, what made you get into that? Was it, was it just a natural kind of shift or something that they asked you and you just said, Hey, I, I got the skill set for this so I can. Um, you know, it, it's all the, I got into it by a happy accident. Uh, was speaking to uh, someone who I'd admired, who was a, she was an associate turned acquaintance turned friend. And we are just speaking about like what was going on. She was in a place of transition and it was speaking about her career and, and what she saw next. And just given what my work had been thus far, I had an ability to kind of see, to have this top down view and I'm giving insight. And then she and I, like we, we went out to dinner with another mutual friend and um, we hit each other up a couple of days later, just like, Hey, so, and it was like, it was almost a, what are we type conversation? Cause it was never conclusive. It was just conversation. And like you've, you and I have spoken plenty of times. Like I, it is my very distinct and specific it's equal parts privilege and responsibility to share what I've learned. I firmly believe that if we're not sharing what we've learned, what we've gathered, if we're not helping to, if we're not taking that light that we've picked up 
to light paths for others, then it's pointless. Like it's, it's all for nothing that there is no like love, like knowledge is to be shared. And I firmly believe that. And so I'm going to share it. Like I'll talk, I'll give insight. Like you, there's plenty of times where you hit me. And I was like, no, just hit me whenever. Like if there's a question, like text me, I, I got you. That, that's a fact. Um, and, and that's just, that's just how I get through life. And so our conversation was very much that I was just like, Oh, well, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Not well pay me and we can do this together or give me a percentage. And we just kind of came around to it. And we're just like, why is it this something we give a shot? And that was three years ago. Uh, three years ago, several humongous campaigns, multiple billboards, a number of multinational corporations buying into that. And I've been blessed to pick up a few other talents uh, along the way. Very intentional about who I dive in with. And that's like, I'll have a conversation. Um, I'll have an initial conversation with anybody. Just because I, I feel like if there is something I can offer, something I can present, I'm going to do it. Why not? Subsequent conversations are informed by that first conversation. But who I work with, I am so I'm so specific about for no other reason than nothing about my style of work is scalable. Period. Like our conversation was. I answered the initial request for our conversation in a heartbeat because that's how I am. I'm attentive, but it might get lost because there isn't anything else that I'll pull my attention from. And I even asked you, I was like, Oh, can you mind if I do work? I can't do work while I do this in that moment when I'm working, I am very much, that is where my attention is period because I don't know any way, but to deliver my level best. I can't half-ass it. And I know that my girlfriend, as much as she loves that, she hates it because we will set. She's the same way, honestly. We set cutoff times for work, and they never and happen. No cutoff time because shit has to get done. You know what I mean? So like it's, uh, it's the gift and the curse. But that is why I've, I've yet to. I can't go. I've been spoken to by management companies. There's been like that. Those initial stages of courtship. It's nothing I can bring myself to because there's no way that I could guarantee or I've yet to find a way. I can't say there's no way. I've yet to find a way where I can guarantee my propensity to create my ability to touch upon any number of creative spaces or touch points. If I can't guarantee that, then I can't go into it because if my name is attached to it in any way, I have to ensure quality. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to, I have to hand stitch every single, every single line on the denim. I can't like, if, if that, if there's a tear, that's on me. I don't care where that was distributed. Like this is entirely on me, every single part of it. And I'm like that in hobbies. I'm, I'm, it's just who I am, period. Like it's, it's nothing that I can do. Like it's so, it's so I will give myself a window to play 2K just to unwind. And I'm meticulous about that shit. It's like, I got to go for a 50 ball. I got to like, I got to ball the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? I can't just play like, oh, I'm fucking around. No, like I'm, I'm clocking in. This is my mind this time. This is where I just check out. Um, and there's nothing scalable about it. And I've learned to embrace that. That's just how I am. Uh, so one thing, uh, 
I do want to. I want to get to the shits, but but before I do, okay. I want to first say congratulations. I saw you that you moved. I appreciate you. So appreciate congratulations you. on on the new crib. Thank you. Uh, how, Thank how's you. that? How's the new crib? Uh, I'm enjoying it, man. It's you know, there's the lady and the dog are here, so it's a as far as life amenities go and and life additions go, it's second to none, and particularly in these strange times, uh, I can't tell you how appreciative I am of having, uh, just being this close to home base, you know, like, yeah, just like home, home is truly where the heart is. Um, it just says the heart is where home is and, and to be able to look up and to see, uh, our dog just running back and forth or come and cuddle at my feet while I'm working or have her pop out in the midst of her work or just like to, it means everything. And it's, it's made so much of what has been a difficult, uh, which is a remarkable understatement if ever there was, it's made this difficult year, a phenomenal one. She has without a doubt been the source of highlight this year. That's dope. That's dope. Um, I do want to just quickly touch on uh, Rende service. Please do. Please I, do. That was, uh, you invited me to, to who, that, that was like a, a fun experience. Can't wait till COVID is, is done. So Man, I've been trying to find gyms and just as I found one, LA shut back down. I was trying <laughs> to get a pop-up going next Sunday and LA just shut right back down as soon as I was ready to like can, click send on the invites. So Can, can you talk about one, like how you came up with, with just the idea and two, sure. um, just like the, I guess that that sense of like camaraderie, brotherhood, like that that just hooping brings, and, and just the type of people, or or not even type, but the people that play uh, in the games, and, and how that could actually build a relationship too, um, yeah. beyond you know just the court. Um, I. Basketball has been my favorite activity since I was in elementary school, since I was introduced to it in elementary school. So not clarinet. Uh, what did you say? So not clarinet. <laughs> nah, clarinet was my favorite instrument. But like, as far as like, I was never like, I wasn't the kid that grew up playing sports crazy like that. Like I played little league for one game. I'll be honest. I see kid, like ever since you just said that you played clarinet, I see you as like Andre 3000 with the flute, just going around, just like, <laughs> just walking around with it. Just walking around. I, with I the looked clarinet. into buying one and I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't annoy the shit out of, out of my lady like that, but I'm still, I'm on the, I might still cop one and just rekindle that old flame. With the overalls, um, you got to go all out. <laughs> Overalls, Andre 3000 style. <laughs> I got some wardrobe choices. I got a yeah. few things. Um, but no, I uh, huh. I was introduced. So I, I grew up in Far Rockaway, very Irish Catholic. In like at this time, in like the late eighties, early nineties, very Irish Catholic. Uh, so I was the one black kid that was in good, like that would hang out with the white kids. And part of that was like, I played church league basketball at a Catholic church. Was a fucking Catholic. Uh, no disrespect, God. Uh, I was, you know, grew up Baptist, but I'm still like playing at a Catholic league church on a team with all, like I posted the picture before of me and my teammates in pink shirts. Like that's how, that we won the chip that year. Delicious endings. We were sponsored by an ice cream shop. Uh, so I've always, like basketball has always been one of my loves. It's been basketball and music. 
Um, so it's always been there. Like even like fat kid, but like still dribble would box out and do all like the, all the fun all the fat New York kid shit. All the ground work. 100%. Um, played, like did JV and, and all that shit. Like, so I've always loved it. Um, I, when I began to take, when I began to really take uh, my health by the reins and, and began to really lean into it, I realized that I hate just like pure cardio. It's like going out to run for run's sake is the most miserable shit in the world to uh, me. I'll do it when I need to clear my head. I'll never, I'll like, never fucking do it. I would never. It's, it's pointless. Like I've, I've done it for good causes. Like I, I've, I, I would every year do the five mile Voices Against Brain Cancer run in Central Park. That I'll do. Just like me, like that runner's high shit that people talk about going out to never. do three miles. I ain't got it. I'll do it to prove a point like for a, quit, a mod. In high school, I quit cross country after one practice. It's a lot. It's was, a lot. I was like, so, and that was never me. I'm never coming back. I'm never coming yeah. back here. Y'all don't have to worry about me. <laughs> but I'll go in and I'll clock like, you know, just in between getting up and down the court. Like you get a good run in, you clock about four to six miles playing hoop. And so that was a part of like, in, that was a part of like the, the real driver behind my weight loss journey. Like me stopping drinking. Uh, I started hooping more and I was just like, you know what? It's cool to like do pickup games, but what if there was, I would love to just do this with my people like talk shit. Cause that's a lot of fun in there. And, and it too, is just like the camaraderie around it. So I was like, I'll do it on Sundays. My brain never stops working. So I was like Sunday, I'll do run day service. And, you know, it's, you might have missed church. You might have just gone to bedside Baptist, but you can pull up and you can get, you know, you can get the benediction at the rim and get a little bit of camaraderie in it too. And we can foster that sense of community. So it was very intentional around who I was inviting and who I was like, like did open it up, but like, I'm, I don't cast a wide net. Because I have, again, nothing scalable about my style. I have to be sure I can speak to every single person that is coming through the doors of that gym. So it's either a referral or it's me vetting and being introduced. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I did it in New York, was doing it consistently, had a great thing going. And it's people, you know, it's creatives, media executives, entrepreneurs, educators, philanthropists. I was going to say that's that's one of the, like the the best things uh, that I love about it is even with like the the friendships that I've accumulated just like going over Fadi's house, um BB's house is, is the fact that it's like the most informal networking nobody ever talks about what they do (laughs) so it's like the most informal networking ever like you just you know these people you never ask what they do when you find out you're like oh shit all right cool that's dope right and you just keep you just keep it moving but it it says something like it says something about the the people and it says something about the the spaces Uh as well that 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 I think is is amazing that we don't you're there to connect on a human level right that's it everything else that happens is everything else that happens but we are there at a very baseline to connect as you know we're, we're people let's just get to it let's just enjoy who be good natured like I, I mean and I got connected to Essence Carson who's a phenomenal player 
and in the WNBA. You know, Martellus Bennett came like he's he's come to runs like and I'll be, sizable human being. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. NFL player. The 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 one time I went to run their service, Mar- Martellus Bennett was there, and let me tell you, that taught me a lesson about. NFL niggas like that. That's a whole different kind Aaron, of human different being. breed, man. <laughs> like I've, I've, I've got, I've got some folk who are in the NFL. I've got folk who are in the NBA. They're just different breed of athlete. Period. But the first time, um, I, I was I hooped with Ray Rice, and I got matched up. With I'll be honest. Him. And I, had, I was, I was I had, much a, I had a joke there. Time. I had a joke there. Mad inappropriate. I'm not ever gonna, very inappropriate. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna do. Uh, it. Make that offline. Um, but like I got matched up because we're the same height. Um, like I've, I've had him by like a, a, a hair, like but like we're essentially the same height. I was like, "Yo, why y'all got me on Ray Rice? Ray Rice is a truck. Like he's he's a truck and he's fast as shit. Like that's, that's how I feel about professional Mar- athletes are professionals for a reason. Yo, that's how I felt about Martellus Bennett. When first off, let me tell you how this dude. First off, he was quick as hell. I I, I was like, he's fast. I was he's, like, he's a house. With wheels, he's a house on roller skates, and it's crazy. I was like, this nigga got handles. I don't know what the. What? He 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 tried backing me down one time. Wing nope. got knocked out of me. I was like, all right, I'm, Bail I'm out. cool. Bail out. I'm cool. Nobody's gonna think less of you. Then, then this is what got me. I'm coming down the court. He he pressures me. I'm not gonna lie, dribbled the ball off my foot a little bit. Go go to grab the ball because I'm like this. This nigga's huge. I go to grab the ball. He grabs it. Just right. Snatches it, Rag, ragdoll action. Then he goes, "Ball don't lie." I'm like, "Bro, I had no chance. You, you bitch me <laughs> in the like with no warm up, bro. Like I have no right. chance at getting that ball. As soon as, as soon as I lost the ball, that was yours. There's nothing I, I could do. There's nothing I could right. do. I was handing it to you. <laughs> like I'm, I'm done. But like the extra, yo, ball don't lie. I was like, all right, bro, hold on now. <laughs> he's 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 intense about it. Hell of a player, hell of a dude. Like great dude, great, great dude, great stories. But yeah, like there's you know professional athletes and professional. That's why I laugh when I see dudes get on Twitter like, oh, I could take a WM player. I'm like, nah, no, you can't. Because Essence has come to Run Day. Like she she basically comes to Run Day and hands out the decadence every single time. Jump shot smoother than new velvet. I'm be honest. That's, like, that's why I would just be like, yo, I'm not I'm not Gardner because I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm hey, not. Man, you're not look. putting me on the run day service highlights. No, sir. Hey, look. <laughs> that the shit, the yapper, yo, <laughs> pure yapper. And I was like, yo, I I guarded up on her. She hit me with some shit that damn near shook me out my socks. And I was like, all right, that's that's it. like I knew, like I wasn't underestimating her. I knew she's a professional athlete. I get it. Taking nothing away from that. <laughs> I play. I thought I was playing her the right way. I watched. I was like, "All right, I think I can. I can throw." Nope, nope. I tell you what, we played on the same team another Sunday. We ain't lose once. Okay. I, I teamed up with her and Martellus. When I tell you, we ran oh, the oh, team. Come on, I've That's never fine. had it so easy. I've never had it so easy. You, you basically. Had- I was Mark Jackson. I was <laughs> whatever you want to do. I got you. Your dad, it was pass. Danny Green. That's what that is. All you gotta do is just, po- just stand there in the corner. And that's all, yo. That's it. I, I let the I let the ratchet sing from the corner. Man, whenever there was like kick out, I got you. <laughs> Man, and you oh, can't... they're respecting the jumper, kick out, head fake. Now it's yours. Do whatever you're gonna do. Go to work. Crazy. Make my shit easy. <laughs> 
I barely, I Clay Thompson did that. I, I barely took six dribbles, six dribbles, <laughs> two hours 60. worth of run all Sunday. Right, <laughs> did, did gorgeously. Um, but yeah, no. So it's, it's a very, it's very intentional around those spaces, and you know, it's just I, I'm, and networking happens when it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's like oh got somebody for that can connect you here here it goes you know it's just it ha- it should happen naturally and i think mm-hmm. we're too affixed in general people are too affixed on what can someone do for you versus like how do y'all connect right that's it I, if you're not connecting then everything that somebody can do for you is is fucking empty they can't give you no real recommendation like from the heart it's just yeah man. all of that shit means nothing if there's no human connection how the fuck do you connect Facts. And so that's what it's about for me. I, just the camaraderie, the true camaraderie, and making sure that there's an intent and meaning behind all these relationships. Now, lastly, before we get to the shits, man, um, you also sell CMOS <laughs> gel on the side. Master of the, master the crazy, of the crazy. I got hustle. that shit down to a science too. The crazy CMOS shit, like Tyson in his prime. Tell the truth. Hey, let's see what. Hey. It, it was some heat. That it was some heat. Right now I'm in I'm in uh, Arizona with my mom. I told her okay. about the CMOS jail. I might have to have like you know a little little shipment come through here. I'm here to. We might have to figure out a FedEx. We'll figure out a situation. I have to figure something out. She ain't never had the CMOS jail, so it's, it, you know. I, I actually just came up with it. I just got a bag, so I'm, I'm going Ooh, to the shop back up. The bags in. in <laughs> the bags in. <laughs> but. Uh, well, how'd you how'd you even get into to Southern City? You do everything else. You got run day service. <laughs> I, I started making the CMOS as a hobby, man. I just wanted to try it myself. Um, and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna try like it seems easy enough to do. Uh and who I am, like I'll create content at constant. So like just out of boredom and out of jokes that I think are funny in my head, I'll put shit out. So I just put it randomly on IG stories. Somebody's like, yo. Can I cop? And I was like, uh, I guess like a little bit of CMOS makes a lot of gel. You so came I like can only use one jar and, at a time. Uh, you came like Kane and Menace in the uh in the kitchen. That was it. <laughs> I just started cooking up. Like, all right, I got you, but you gotta come get it. Like <laughs> um, so yeah, like people I just had like it was the start of pandemic, people were looking for additional ways to to layer into their wellness. Um, so I just I did friends and family, pure friends and family pricing, like just paper supplies, come and pick up. And, you know, you came by, I had some other people come by, word of mouth started traveling. At a point, I had I had a good 50 pre-orders in my DMs and didn't realize it because so many of them got filtered out. So I had to go in and oh, I went, checked went and I was like, oh. Went to that good old uh, general box. Right. Yeah, that, that shit got, that got swiped out quick. Um, so I went in and I was like, all right, I'll do this again supplies and just like just made another run and the second I posted it was like it essentially the second I posted I was making it so it wasn't even fully ready yet it essentially sold out on pre-order just people saying alright I got it let me pay you now just let me tell, tell me when to come pick up so basically you're saying you're the, you're the PS5 of uh, CMOS I, I, <laughs> but I might have to put PS5 stickers on my CMOS absolutely. you're the, you're the PS5 of CMOS alright I got you I got you um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's taking a hobby. It's, it's wellness, um, it, physical and mental wellness has, has been such a part, uh, just cause I, I firmly believe that if we're not taking care of ourselves, 
then all of it is pointless. Ah. So it's been such a decided part of everything in life. And Seymour's just part of that. Like, notice how it cleared. Like, I noticed the change and the difference in using it. That's the crazy thing is like once you use CMOS, like once you when you you stop, you notice. A, you notice, yeah. You notice, it. you notice, like you're more congested, and like yeah. you feel you know, like your skin might not be as bright. Like you you do feel there's a decided difference. So you know if there's a way that I can, and I want to see people live. So if I can do that and make some part of it accessible or remove the mystique from some part of it, uh, I'm I'm 100 down to do that. Now I do. I made a a, a fake Instagram commercial for you. I do want to know. That was, that was quality. <laughs> hey, I try. I try my. It was hey, quality I try. <laughs> now I do want to know that my name Mars Moss did that catch on? Is, is that going to be Mars Moss did not catch on? Okay, okay. Well, I, Only because I didn't name it. I, I kept getting caught in my head um, and trying to do something with Jamal Moss, and I was like, "Ah, eh, that's too much." And so eventually, what I just did was come on, uh, double, what I double M. kept with doing double M. That touchable. Double M, Untouchable Empire. You got. I'm telling you, Mars Moss. I might have hit. to revisit. I might have, but what I what I do is, um, it's just a no label jar, man. Because uh, it's it's just you know, it's just a note to your health, and that's all it is. So it's very simple, very it's it's very crack violish a little bit because it's just like <laughs> it's the tester pack. If you know, you know. <laughs> just you know, the white jaw with the black top, or the clear jaw with the black top. Black top, um, man. Black top, man. That's it, and you just know it's 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 the hardest shit on the shelf um, for three to four weeks. It's not on the shelf for an extended period of time. Um, so yeah, just I'm just happy to PS Five Emos. I'm I'm telling you, hundred percent. If I can, if I can share any or share my insight or any of my light in any way, I'm I'm happy to do it. CMOS is an extension of that. Run Day is an extension of that. And professionally, what I do is is an extension of that. So I'm blessed to be in the position I'm in. Blessed to be able to share in the way that I do. And so I don't take it lightly, and I make it a point to to lean in um, where my heart and spirit call for it, uh, but also to be availed as a resource if there's a way to make some of these things more attainable. Yeah, that's it. Now, on some, on some fun shit to the shits, Nate Robinson. All right. He let, he let us down. He let everybody down, man. He let Knicks fans down. He let, he let undersized ball players down. And he let down. He let down the community, man. He, Nate really did I, us foul. I, I, I don't know. I'll be. I'll be real. At first, I was like, you know what? I got Nate in this. Now, as soon as I saw him come to the ring and and once and some some, I thought they had the grip on the bottom. You can. Uh, and, there's Jordan Five golf cleats. I thought maybe the game was different. I, I, I'm just like I told somebody. I was like, man. There's like, I mean, it was one. There was boxing shoes. I was like, yeah, that's like, but that's like saying. I'm about to go hooping some Kohans. Yeah, they made by Nike, but I don't think Nate, that that should really Nate be. went out sadder than I've ever seen anybody go out, man. He shouldn't have. He should have. He should have got. He should have wore Pumas. He would have. Should have worn the same Pumas as uh as Roy Jones, man. He. That's, what, what got me is that this man leaned into like with his face. He was throwing those punches in the worst possible way. <laughs> I've never seen. Like, First of all, I've never even seen a street fight where somebody just just <laughs> ran up like that and thought they was going to win. The mechanics of it were all wrong. I don't know what 
Clearly I've no had trainer. street fights. I've done boxing. Like it's 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 every part. Anybody who's ever done any, if you've squared up once in any capacity, then you know full well you don't. Who leads with their jaw? You don't. He led with his jaw and forehead. No protection. And lunged. No protection. He lunged with his arms in front of his chest or at his side. I've never seen. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for him. Let the whole and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even on some like some black shit. I was like, you're a professional athlete. If nothing else, you're supposed to respect the science of it. Matt, I'm like, who trained you? Who trained you? Were trying to go into the NFL? Like, come on, man! You supposed to? You have enough cross discipline understanding to know. There's certain shit that you can't do. I'm be real. That that honestly proved to me like why you don't ever see NBA niggas actually like throw hands because it, it just it it just seemed like Nate 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 does not Nate does not represent <laughs> that ilk now because I didn't I didn't I'm clean stand up. I didn't see Ron Ron outside of the malice at the palace. I've seen Ron Ron. Make it do what it does. Hey, I keep hey, I'm gonna be real. Uh I, I forgot uh I think CJ McCollum and um and uh Donovan Mitchell said they want to see Ron Artest fight Jake Paul. I'm I'm for that hundred percent. Because I know Ron I know Ron not losing. Ron Ron to catch a felony. <laughs> Ron Ron they they, Ron. they put Ron under the jail, boy. <laughs> Ron not losing at all. <laughs> Hell no. Jake Jake Paul would probably be out in the front. Ron Ron beating the break of Jake Paul calmly. I'm be real. Calmly. If, if Ron did lose, white supremacy has won. I'm I'm sorry. White supremacy has officially won. We gotta cash it in. I'm uh <laughs> if if he loses, I'm buying uh I'm buying a Gordon Hayward jersey. I I'm be real. I have a uh this is super random. I have a theory that Gordon Hayward and Chandler Parsons are is, is the same dude. They just uh Get uh, different supercuts, uh, haircuts every month to throw you See, off. See, I was with you up until that because I think Chandler Parsons goes to Lemon Tree and Gordon Hayward goes to supercuts just to throw people off the scent. Mm. Fuck with the vision. Fuck with the vision. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. You see, right around the time that like Chandler started to fall off, Gordon, he, <laughs> Gordon's like uh, Gordon's the T two thousand. Or the T, whatever the next Terminator was, <laughs> <The> t- <laughs> he, he's the update to the he's the update to the mainframe. It's like, all right, Chandler got close, but he couldn't quite sniff All Star. I've never Let's seen them hoop against each other. That's what I'm saying. I, they've never been on the same court. Let's put Gordon out there, and then Gordon see he was a beta version, so that's why his legs snapped like, like a pretzel. A, <laughs> it wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. Like a dry twig. <laughs> and like, all right, we can build him faster. So now we got Luca. Luca been in the lab. They they constructed Luca. They had to take it overseas. Luca is Ivan Drago for the NBA. They built him stronger, faster, and better. You know what? We trade Nate for for Luca. We done took Luca already. We got they got to give us something else, man. I I, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't I, see nobody else that, that that's. You like, might have to finally give up Nate for the white half of Lenny Kravitz, man. I don't know who we. I don't know who we <laughs> trade Nate for in this racial draft. I'd, I'd put him up straight for because after this, like Jake Paul in the studio with the baby oh. and got the baby doing the Jake the hey, Nate Robinson challenge. That hurt. Do we just trade for Jake Paul out? But that's the thing, like they already kicked the tires, so they know better. They know we get the short end. We're gonna have to figure it out, man. Gotta We're gonna have to figure it, it out. 
I might just have to find a white woman yelling crazy in a Walmart parking lot and be like, you know what, take her <laughs> and and we'll take Jake Paul. So we'll take some of the bad shit for Nate. Go on, you gotta go figure on. it out, man. No. Anybody but Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, 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 nah, nah. Rudy not even on the he not even close yeah, he's, to he's the, not on the trade he's not on the trade docket. It's not everybody's trying to put him on waivers. They go and send him in the first round of a prison camp. He's that seventh round pick that, that they try to trade just to get all like, yeah, no, nah, I don't want that yeah. thrown in. They just he's purely a salary cap exception, nothing yeah, more. Give me cash considerations. You can, That's you can, it. You can, That's keep it. you can keep them. You can keep the cash consideration. You got a cheese sandwich with no mayo oh. and stale bread. I'll take it. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> Give me some Twizzlers. You know, call it a call it a day. Not even just not even a whole pack. Give me the wrapper. In fact, give me the wrapper to a pack of Twizzlers. You can have Rudy Giuliani. In fact, red vines. <laughs> we'll just go with red vines. Done. Name it. So, look at that. That's how deals are done. Look at that. <laughs> straight straight earwax. That's that's what that <laughs> red vines are. Straight earwax. You, you give me just awful. <laughs> awful. Now, uh, one thing that I saw today, uh, the the list, uh, I guess, application, the, the, the only publication that thrives on list the most, Complex, mm-hmm. uh-huh. released is 50 best albums of the year. Now I'm I'm only gonna go through the top five. I just want to see if you if you agree. Fifty albums for a year feels like a lot. Like the fifty best albums of the year is an extensive list. Now you, it's clear that they didn't. It's no way they just going through all all fifty. That's just it's just wild. It's just wild. That's some bullshit. Complex needs something to write about. Complex kind didn't happen. They need something to talk to. Real life Instagram didn't happen this year. Uh, where where hold on? Where is this best albums of twenty twenty? I'll be real. I'm I'm a I'm an R&B and hip hop guy, so I'm not really into super pop shit. I I, I appreciate it in its in its place, but eh, not really my my genre. But let's, these are the uh, the top ten. So then you got Pop Smoke. Okay. I, I thought that was that was fair. Uh, nine, you got Pray for Paris, West Side Gun. Okay. Uh, which is one of my personal favorites of the year. I, I love everything that Griselda has done. Man, this, this last 18 months has been a phenomenal stretch. I'll be real. Best, my favorite rap group. Probably Hands down. Since, Hands down. Like, uh, from Armani Caesar, even. Like, everybody in a, in a crew, um, I can't even remember like a, another rap crew that captivated me like this other than Cash Money, maybe. Mm, okay. I, I don't count. The, I don't count the. I don't count the rock in that. I feel like that's no, 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 the rock yeah. is something completely. The yeah, rock needs it. to be given its own space. Yeah. Uh, they got uh, Mac Miller Circles at eight. Hmm. Good album. I thought, but that that was interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Seven, they had Tame Impala, the Slow Rush. Six, six, they had a uh, Savage Mode Two. Okay. Five, uh, Benny Burden Proof. Mm. Four, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs. Mm. Three, Uzi. When was oh no Palm Olive was last year? Or that album was last year. Forgive. Mm-hmm. Two, okay. 
They had my turn, little baby. Okay. And one they had the weekend after hours. Mm. Any disagreements? That is the most complex list there is. And that that's and I respect it. I, I you know it was I, I don't think they didn't flub the top ten completely. Um remove personal bias. Uh I do it's all solid. They're all bodies of work that are easy to get lost in. They feel they all feel complete. Um and you know, you know, like we were speaking to it, I didn't have a single negative thing to say about it. So Thanks. I don't know. I'm curious, I, I will probably dive into the full 50 and see how they list things out um, but it's tough especially because so much they're never going to step out on a limb you know complex isn't going to be isn't going to be in a place where like they're taking a chance on anything I did I did see that uh, uh, when, it, when the, uh, your artist St. John is on the list so beautiful beautiful he, he made that top we 50 love to see it we love to see it you know um, so. yeah it's insane. I'm proud of the year that Saint's been having man it's amazing to see yeah, I mean it's tough. You know, it's a top ten. Like, so it's. I don't think they're ever going to like in in those lists. I don't think they're in a music journalism space where they're going to step out and like it's all it's all pop. That's it. Everything's exactly. like popular and it's all here's what the hype beast click is. So, now, uh, I fuck with that ten. Now before before we wrap, like the uh, I didn't I didn't actually intro the name of the podcast. So the name of the podcast. Is zero percent off. It's a take on influencers and okay. And, and so, what I want you to do before we wrap is give me your influencer code for zero percent off. My code for zero percent off is just don't buy the shit. All one word. Just don't buy the shit. Just don't buy the shit. <laughs> That's the influencer code. If discount is your first thought, then maybe it's just not some shit. If you just want the shit for free, maybe it's not some shit you need. Just don't buy the shit. If you fuck with it, cop it. Otherwise, leave it the fuck alone. And that's going to be stop expecting people to give you their lifeblood free of charge. Just don't buy the shit. And that's going to be the name of this episode. Life statement. (laughs) Just don't buy the shit. Just don't buy the shit. Man, I appreciate you, Jamal. Absolutely, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Uh, You become definitely one of one of my good friends in LA. I, I, I. I count on you. I know I can always text you. I can always call you if I if I need to talk. You know that anything um, for anybody listening. Great dude. If you ever run into Jamal, very approachable. Will probably roast you, but <laughs> that's a given. It's all a given. It's, it's all in love. So if you're not with always. that, you know you you probably not not for the for the crew. Uh, there it is. But man. Love you. Appreciate you, bro. And love Thank to you. you, my brother. Thank you for having me. Man, enjoy your, your night of work. I know you got a long night ahead, probably. I got some of it ahead of me, man, but I appreciate I appreciate this break. Thank you, man. It's been it's been a wonderful conversation. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. The most interesting man in the world. Right here. Appreciate you. Raps Dos Equis, man. <laughs> Have a good one, brother. You too, bro. My man.